Hi, you are listening to Kenny Mukwena from Blessed Generation Church. I'm so grateful that you were able to tune in today. Um, today we're starting a message titled The God of Supply. I thank you so much for you know tuning into my broadcast in the previous few weeks. Um, I know that you have enjoyed yourself, you know, listening to the true gospel and the message about Jesus Christ. So today we are talking about the heart of God. We are talking about, you know, seeing God in his son, Jesus Christ. You know, this broadcast, it's all about Jesus Christ. And one time the Lord spoke to me and, you know, he, he showed me that many people do not receive his grace because they do not understand Jesus or they do not understand his original intention concerning his son. We read about John 3.16, but we never actually um, meditate on that scripture to understand what John 3.16 means, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This scripture is the essence, you know, of the gospel of grace. It is the essence of you know who God is it actually reflects God's heart because if you want to understand the heart of God you need to see it in Jesus Jesus himself when he walked the earth he said if you have seen me you have seen the father because I and the father are one the scriptures also tells us that Jesus is the express image of the personality of God he's the image of God in every form so today I want us to look at the heart of God because the heart of God is reflected in God's supply over our lives. You know, I believe with all of my heart that from the beginning, God always wanted to relate with us based on his goodness, not based on what we can do or what we cannot do. From the beginning when he created Adam, the, the, you know, the process of creation when he created uh, Adam and you know placed him in a garden after he prepared everything you know God created everything in five days and in the on the sixth day he created Adam by the time Adam was created everything was there and we need to also understand that when Adam was created he, he was with God or in God he was not yet formed creation took place in Genesis chapter 1 but formation took place in Genesis chapter 2 and if you understand this and begin to pay attention to the things that God said to to Adam when Adam was with him before he was formed you get to realize that you know what our blessing comes from God and you know in the scripture in, in Ephesians 1 verse 3 says God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus we need to understand that these blessings have been bestowed into our spirit now we cannot come into the flesh and we get limited in the flesh you know by the things that we touch the things that we hear the things that we see and the things that we smell our senses should not be a stumbling block to what god has already imparted to us in our spirit i want us to look at um, romans chapter 10 uh, verse 17 from the new living translation it says something that has really revolutionized my spirit and i began to look at jesus in a different way look at the gospel in a different way and look at god in a totally different way it says so faith comes by faith comes from hearing faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about christ so faith is not just believing Faith is hearing the good news about Christ because you know in the in the in the old in the Old Testament um, there is not much of faith that is 
you know, a, a, a preached in the scriptures. But we see faith being manifested when Jesus Christ walked the earth, the things that he did when he healed the people and he said, your faith has made you well. So in these days that we are living in, we need to understand the goodness of God. We need to understand the good news about Jesus Christ. It's so amazing that many people that Jesus Christ touched and actually those that he commanded to have great faith, the Bible says they they heard about Jesus first. And when they heard about Jesus, when he was passing by, they believed that their day of salvation had come, their day of healing has come. Now, it's, it's, it's interesting, even blind Bartimaeus, uh, the Bible tells us that when he called on Jesus, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, every time you see that phrase, son of David, it only means that someone sees Jesus as the Messiah because Jesus came um, from the lineage of David. The Bible says he's the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. So Jesus came from the lineage of David. So every time someone said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He was actually seeing Jesus as the Messiah, Jesus as the solution, Jesus as the one who was to come and bring deliverance to the people. And they saw the heart of God through Jesus Christ. So Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about christ that's the new living translation faith comes from hearing and that is hearing the good news about jesus christ this is so important for me to you know uh, touch on because in our churches today we need to hear the good news about jesus christ understand why jesus christ was given to us by god now when you look at romans 8 32 one of my favorite scriptures in the bible it says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him with him his son also freely give us all things so when god gave us jesus he demonstrated how much he loves us because the Bible tells us that in Christ all things consist in Colossians chapter 1. All in Christ all things consist. He fills all in all. Everything was made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. So when God looks at Jesus, his son, when God looks at Jesus, his son, he sees everything that he stands for. He sees everything that he has created. So when we understand that when God gave us his son, he gave us his best. He cannot deny us anything else that we need. Now, we need to see God as a good God. And you cannot understand God and see him as a good God outside of Jesus Christ. One time, you know, uh, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, you know, people will never understand my love because they don't understand who my son is. Now, I, 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 I pondered on that for a while and I began to realize it very clearly that to understand God without understanding Jesus, we, you, you know, it's, it's a futile exercise. That is why Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. We focus more on no one goes to the Father except by me. Understanding that when Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, he is the truth concerning everything that, that God stands for. If you want to understand God, you need to look at Jesus. Look at him when he walked the earth. You know, I've been preaching about, you know, in the previous episodes, the truth about about giving. And we talked a lot about, you know, who Jesus is, you know, how giving relates to Jesus and all that. But one of the things that are so important, very, very crucial, insofar as the message of giving is concerned, you know, is to look at how Jesus Christ uh, did what he did when he walked the earth. He was in the business of giving. He never actually received 
anything from anyone, even an offering. He never received an offering from anyone. If you look at him, um, there's a time where the Bible says he sat at the treasury and looking at people as they gave. It was in the synagogue. He sat there or in the temple. He sat there and watched people give. They were not giving to him. The Bible does not give us any impression that he called for that particular offering. And not that there is anything wrong with taking an offering, but the message I want to drive here is that God showed us his heart that as a matter of fact, he is about giving to us. He's not about taking from us. You know, every time God would, you know, require anything from you, it's because he has given it to you first. And, you know, when you look at Jesus, look how many people he healed. He never required anything from them except their faith. He fed the 5,000. You know, um, actually there were more than 5,000 because the 5,000 was just the counting of the men. He never demanded anything from anybody. Now, the book of Acts 10.38 tells us how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Look at it. It says healing all, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, Romans 10.17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that in my church, I pastor a great church in, in, in Hatfield, 1025 Park Street, you know, and it's all about the goodness of God. We, we don't preach message that condemns people, but we tell the people the truth. It, we, we, we preach grace in a perfect and proper uh, perspective so that people can understand the heart of God. Because in these last days, we need to show the people the heart of God. The Bible says the children of Israel knew God's acts. Moses knew his ways, but the last born generation, the Benjamin generation, needs to know God's heart. You know, when you, when you understand God's heart, the acts and the ways become automatic. But when you, under, when you look only at God's ways, if God does something different that you have never seen him do before, you get confused. If you look only at his acts, what he does, the day that, you know, um, uh, there is no manifestation in the physical, you begin to doubt God's reality, God's existence, and God's power. We should not focus on God's ways, not even God's acts, but we focus on God's heart. When you know God loves you, your faith will work. That's what Galatians 5 verse 6 tells us, that faith works by love. And this love we're talking about is not the love that we have for God. That's the law. We talk about the love that God has for us. That's grace. You know, the, the law was just about demanding and demanding and demanding, but grace is about supplying and supplying and supplying. So in this new, you know, episodes that we're going to be dealing with, this new series that we're going to be dealing with, you know, for the, the next couple of weeks, we're talking about God's supply because it is God who supplies us. You know, when God gave us his son, that was a measure, measure supply. And if we can all meditate on John 3.16 and get its true meaning, you know, when you read John 3.16, and you read it from verse 14, it talks about, it says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now there is a, there is a, there is a comparison here. Jesus says, As Moses lifted up the serpent, now let's look at that lifting up of the serpent in the wilderness. And I want you to understand this from the perspective of the fact that God is a God of supply. And I want, to, I want you to see the heart of God because this is so important. Because in these last days, you know, 
things are getting more and more and more difficult. Those that are going to rely on their own effort, what they produce, their connections, the arm of the flesh, they are going to fall. Those who are going to stand in these last days and do mighty things for God are those who depend on the goodness of God, those who see the heart of God, those who experience the heart of God, those who stand on God's love concerning them, not what they can do for God. God is not looking at anything that you can do for him. He wants people who are going to receive what his son has already done on the cross. So I want us to look at this from the perspective of God as the God of supply. In the wilderness, Moses lifted up, lifted, lifted up a bronze serpent. Now we need to understand why the serpent had to be bronze. It had to be bronze because bronze represent judgment. Now, when that bronze serpent was lifted up, that was a type of Jesus the serpent now take jesus taking the form of a serpent the form of sin hanging on the cross the bronze representing god's judgment that when jesus was hanging on the cross because the bible tells us that he who knew no sin became sin so he was on the cross he was made sin he never sinned he there was an exchange that took place so it was a it was a type uh, the children of israel were a type of the blessed generation, the last generation, the Benjamin generation of which we are. Now, the serpent was a picture or a type of Jesus Christ on the cross, God's judgment on the bronze, as a type of the bronze serpent being exhausted on Jesus. And this is the important part. God said to Moses, when the snakes were biting the people in the wilderness, he said to them, he said to Moses, lift up this bronze serpent, whoever is bitten by a snake and look at that bronze serpent will live now the snakes that were biting the people you can take that even as a type of sin because it was the serpent biting them it was a type of satan you know putting distress on people because today we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and you know the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places you know the the, the princes of the darkness of this age that's what we are contending with the weapons of our warfare are not in the flesh they are not carnal but they are mighty in god to the pulling down of the strongholds so when 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 those snakes were biting the people and God said to Moses, whoever looks at the serpent, they shall live. Now, everyone, according to the Bible, all those were bitten by the serpents and they looked at that snake. Now, it was when, when there was the, that beholding of the snake, it was like there was an exchange that was taking place at that moment. When you look at the bronze serpent, you, 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 you become a reflection of who Jesus is. There is an exchange that takes place. You take his righteousness and the people were taking his righteousness, his he he was being punished for their sins and they were enjoying his life his righteousness his acceptance before god and then they were able to live but there's a revelation that god showed me there that if there were people in the wilderness who kept their eyes on the bronze serpent they would never have been bitten by any snake and all that they needed to do was to behold was to just look at that broad serpent they would not be bitten now i always say why do you want to be bitten first and then you look at the snake why don't you just keep your eyes on the bronze serpent because when you keep your eyes on the bronze serpent the snake will not bite you it's impossible for the affairs of this life to you know to cause you trouble when you keep your eyes on jesus like for instance even if the snake would bite him the person would not feel anything would not even have an, an effect because why your eyes are fixed on Jesus. It's God constantly supplying his grace. As you behold him, constantly his grace becomes supplied. And as his grace 
become supplied. You become sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And this is so important for us in these last days to understand that, you know what, God is in the business of blessing us. God is in the business of supplying to us. And everything in Scripture, everything from the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, is about God showing us his heart. Now, there's something very interesting about David. Um, David was a was the youngest child of his of his father. You know, he was a, one. Uh, David's father had um, many sons, but David was the last born. Now, it's very important that when 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 the time came when Goliath, uh, the, the the giant, the captain of, or, or the champion of the Philistines, came came out against Israel. The Bible says three of his brothers of, 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 of David's big brothers were there in war with Saul. Now all of them retreated. All of them were scared. All of them could not stand against this uh, giant. And you, if you look at it, there's something very important that Goliath said, which ref refers to, you know, uh, Jesus Christ dying on the cross. He said, uh, let one man come and fight me. If this man this, uh, uh, kill me, we will serve you, but if I kill that man, you're going to save us. Now, this is a type of, 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 of Jesus because David became a type of Jesus when he went out into the, the, the camp to fight this Philistine. Now, everybody was scared when this young man came. I want you to see David's attitude. When he got there, he never for one moment looked at himself. His eyes were kept on God. He knew the covenant that he had with God. He knew that God was a good God. He knew that God was able to deliver him. How did he know this now? This is the most important part about what we're talking about. You will never see God as a God of supply until you find his heart. And you, 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 you can never also see God's heart by just merely reading the scriptures and not meditate on them and spend time with with the Lord because the heart of God is revealed by the Spirit of God. The heart of God is not revealed just in the Scriptures. That is why uh, Jesus said to the Jews of those days, he said, you study the Scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. But these Scriptures, this very same Scripture speaks of me, but you are not willing to come to me in order that you may be saved. So they spend time laboring, toiling in the Scriptures. They memorize them and they know the Scriptures. They can quote them coming out of their ears and their nose, but they are not doing anything from them. Why? Because they don't have revelation. Revelation you cannot find by just reading the scriptures. You find revelation by reading the scriptures in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the heart of God. And when the heart of God is revealed to you, everything changes completely. Now, when David went out to meet Goliath, he went out from a perspective that he already had an experience with God. And that experience with God, you know, it, it, there are many things in the Bible which are not, which is, which, which the things are not read, written. You only see them by revelation. D David, we only hear David talking about having killed a bear and a lion when Saul was saying to him, he was a young boy, was not able to fight against this Philistine. So he told Saul that, no, this Philistine means nothing to me because I know the God that, that, that I serve because I've killed a bear and a lion. And the same God who empowered me to do this will also empower me to kill this giant. Now, if you look at how, if you look at how the, he killed this giant, it's so interesting because it was, it, it, it was based on the faith that he had on this God. And now I believe the same way that he killed the lion and the bear. I mean, 
he, the lion and the bear took the lamb and he went after it. Only faith can propel you to do that when you know that, you know what, I know the heart of God that I know that the Lord will deliver me. Well, we have run out of time. Um, I'm going to pick it up f from this next week and then we're going to continue with it. I want to um, invite you to visit our church in Hetfield, 1025 Park Street, if you happen to be in the Pretoria area. We preach the good news. And I want you to also uh, download my podcast uh, just on iTunes. Just type Kenny Mukwena and um, uh, get this, the free material, listen to these messages. Even the previous messages that we, we have been sharing, some of them are available on our on our podcast. So, And also join me on TBN at every, every Thursday at half past five in the afternoon. And God is going to bless you. Connect with me also on Facebook and Instagram. My handle on Instagram is Kenny T. Mukwena. And on Facebook, it's Kenny Mukwena. Thank you so much for joining us. And God bless you.